Hey, welcome back to Critically Incorrect, your weekly gaming podcast now available on Spotify. I'm Brandon, your host, or aka also known as Online ZHD, here with Charlie, if you wanted to say hi. Hello. So yeah, sadly no Justin again this week. We should be able to get him on next week. He's finishing up a summer class. Yeah, just past few weeks he's been busy but nonetheless he told us that next week he'll be out in the clear so that's very exciting as i just mentioned in our very opening we are now available on spotify i'll leave the link right in the description below it's also going to be available on the channel so yeah previously we we're only a youtube podcast but i want to open it up just because i personally use spotify i know a lot of other people use spotify um it's just you know very handy to have an audio only format so yeah episodes will be going up day and date same exact time as the youtube upload so look forward to that and yeah with that being said we'll get right into the usual so charlie what have you been playing for the past week or so yeah, I feel like it's probably been more of the same for me this week, to be honest with you. Um, I think the main difference is Pokemon Unite came out the other day, uh, which is like a MOBA, kind of similar to League of Legends, but using like Pokemon and stuff. It's it's quite basic, uh, but it's out in like early access on Switch right now, and then coming to mobile in a couple of months. And I was playing quite a bit of that yesterday with my mate Tyler. I've been actually really enjoying that. Um, I'm not even a big Pokemon fan, but I really like League. Um, and it's just fun to play a MOBA on controller because there's not many like that really, other than like League Wild Rift, which is the mobile port. Um, so I dove back into that a bit. Um, I'm actually going to have a quick look at like my Steam library because I don't know what else I've really played too much this week, to be honest with you um i was away over the weekend so i didn't play too much then uh it was i played like a decent stuff on my switch uh just with some friends and things so stuff like uh like super mario 3d world like i picked that up and was playing that a little bit as well as stuff like mario kart and that kind of thing um other than that i know road company came out on steam so i transferred that played a little bit of of that on steam i think the new season started so I haven't played Rogue Company in a, a long while, so I dove back into that. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. Like, I'm looking at my Steam and there's, like, nothing on there. So yeah, I haven't really played too much else because I was away. So um, the past few days I've been back at work as well. So haven't had a ton of time, but hopefully diving into a bit more stuff next week. Nice. As for myself, I finally broke out and have been playing a decent amount. Uh, it's mainly just been one game, Returnal. I've streamed it twice this week so far really bummed out because i made a lot of progress on my last stream uh i streamed it for like a good like three and a half hours and i think i got to like the last world or something like that like somewhere pretty close to the very end of the game and then i get to the very end and i'm like as i'm closing my stream my ps5 just like freezes right and then i just turn it off and i was like okay well like i already finished my last one like five minutes ago so like it should have saved but then like later that night i went back to it and yeah my progress i made for that day was essentially gone which sucked so, yeah, making eternal progress, but at the same time, not. Um, so, like, I know what's coming up, but at the same time, it's just, I feel like I'm never going to finish this game, man. Like, I just want to end it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a really fun game. Uh, definitely one of my favorite games of this year. Besides that, it's been more Dead by Daylight um, with friends. So, yeah, it's been pretty much the bulk of it. Um, I also noticed that PlayStation does have a new sale for the summer sale, and I'm probably going to pick up some games on that like dark souls remastered probably i'll pick that up um so yeah if you're interested in any like playstation games go check out the sale i know like nocturne's on sale which is pretty cool considering that game just recently came out so a lot of cool games to pick up and try out there um yeah hopefully by next week i'll have finished returnal or made progress in some other game but yeah definitely want to stream more 
anyways, as I mentioned, you know, out this week, there is that new PlayStation sale. But besides that, what Charlie talked about, Pokemon Unite, that's out now on Switch and mobile. Um, well, Switch and mobile coming out in September. So, yeah, it's kind of like a League of Legends, essentially, light game. So if you're into that, go check that out. Anyways, besides that, as we're recording this on Thursday, we actually just finished watching the EA Play, finally, that has um, dropped so yeah, this is essentially, I guess, the last of the E3 press conferences, quote-unquote E3, right? Essentially, it's just like those summer games showcase, right? So yeah, EA is finally gone, and it was like about an hour showcase. The first 15 minutes was like a pre-show, and then we finally got the main event that was 45 minutes. And yeah, we'll go over our thoughts and impressions. I guess real quick, we'll just headline the major news lines. So Apex Legends' new season got like a, you know, a jump in, like a new trailer, like cinematic. Kind of talked about it about that a bit more. Lost in Random, which is an EA original game, got data for September 10th, and we got more footage on that. And then the final two were probably the biggest announcements. Um, we finally got to see Battlefield 2042's long-awaited, you know, community-inspired mode, and it's essentially going to be called Battlefield Portals. It's taking a bunch of maps from games um, in the past series, like Battlefield 3, Battlefield Bad Company, and then I think like 1942 as well, um, and essentially taking all the weapons, vehicles, uh, maps, um, you know, classic maps, not like every single map from those games, but kind of blending in, kind of giving us like a tool set for a bunch of the fans to go and create their own game modes. So yeah, I'll go link in the trailer in the description below, like, they give a good idea of what this mode's about. Like at the very end, I think they showed like what it was like knives only versus um, what was it? The essentially the shock, the decripulators. Yeah, that was really funny. So go give that a watch. And then we also got to see the Dead Space remake finally get announced, which, as we kind of predicted, was just a CGI trailer, but nonetheless very cool to see it officially confirmed by EA. So yeah, Charlie, I guess I'll ask you first. What'd you think of the EA play and any highlights for yourself? Yeah, I mean, overall, I thought it was a pretty just eh showcase. It wasn't long to the point where, like, I was bored, but it also wasn't like I was super, like, engaged the whole time. Uh, personally, the only things there that I really cared for was obviously Battlefield. I was going in really excited about that, and then hoping we would see Dead Space, which we did. Um, Lost in Random looks quite interesting. I don't know if it's something I would pick up at launch, just because... I'm not a big fan of, like, the card-based combat it seems to have. I think it looks interesting, and visually it looks really cool, um, but I think that'll be a wait and see what people say about that one before I pick that up. Um, and then there was a few other things, like, um, was it Knockout Arena or whatever it's called? Like, that looks the new season looks pretty cool on that, so maybe I'll give that a go at some point, just because I think it's still got a pretty decent player base, and you can play, like, the first 20 levels or something for free, so that's not too cross bad. cross as well. Just crossplay cool. as well, yeah. Um, so I might give that a download, give that a try. Um, but like I said, obviously the the big things for me were Battlefield and Dead Space. Um, as we've talked about in the podcast the past few weeks, it seems like basically all the leaks around this new mode were true. So it's gonna give you all the like, all, I think it's six maps from the old games, two from each of the three games they're using, and then like tons of the weapons, vehicles. And you can fully customize your own like game modes and that kind of thing. It sounds really promising, and I think that's where most of the community maps and like servers are going to be is in that mode, because it's just giving you so many options. Um, and the thing is that's great about it as well is that they are going to support it post-launch, just like 2042. So I imagine it means we'll end up getting more maps from those games they've announced, as well as stuff like Battlefield One, Five uh four as well i imagine we'll start getting maps and content from those games as well 
And then they've also said that anything they add to 2042 will be available in this new mode. Progression's going to cross over, that kind of thing. So I'm I'm really excited about it. I can't wait to get my hands on it. I'm just, every time they show it, I get more excited. Uh, and it's so obvious that, like, the devs are super passionate about this game. Like, it just comes across in everything they show. Um, and yeah, I'm just super excited to play it. Which, speaking of, they did also announce that the open beta is going to be happening in September and the EA Play and pre-order people are going to get early access. So I imagine it's sort of mid-September with, you know, two or three days early access for those people that pre-order. So I'm for sure going to be there opening day. I'll probably end up pre-ordering so I can play a few days early just because, yeah, I'm super excited to play. Hopefully, when they do the technical test, I get into that as well because I just want to play it as soon as I can, really. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was a, a decent showcase, but the stuff with Battlefield and Dead Space got me pretty hyped. Nice, nice. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Like those three games, Lost and Random, Dead Space, and Battlefield were like the big the big games there that carried it for me. Um, Battlefield, just, yeah, like you, every single time I see this, I just want to play it. I think I always like mentioned this on stream. I think it might be like my most anticipated game for the fall. Like I'm looking forward to Horizon Two, but like this just looks like a blast to play. And we, I'm just craving like a multiplayer game to play with friends. Like obviously we mentioned factions too, like every chance we can. But this is like the only game that's like actually announced that like looks interesting for me. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then everything they're doing at this mode just gives me nostalgic vibes from like Battlefield Three and just a bunch of the classic weaponry. So yeah, looking forward to that. Um, just want to play it, man. Just want to play it. Dead Space was pretty much what I expected. It was like a very vague CGI trailer. I kind of wish we would have got like some kind of blog post that detailed like what was officially, you know, going on here. Um, Charlie and I pretty much based on that trailer, we just guess it's going to be a remake, right? So it looks like it's going to be the same character, right? Isaac at the very end, you see him. So it doesn't look like it will be a reimagining. It looks like it's probably just going to be a remake. Uh, but nonetheless, very excited. And hopefully that will mean that we get more Dead Space games possibly in the future. And you know, EA invested in it more, so that'd be really nice. Um, but yeah, ultimately, it was an alright showcase. I think the big thing that sucked for me was the fact that they started at the very top of the hour, and then we got a countdown for the main show starting then, so yeah, once again, just, I don't understand who plans these shows, uh, but yeah, it's just really frustrating, and weird decisions left and right, but yeah, we'll move on. Anyways, Tess has finally been cast in HBO's The Last of Us, so yeah, every week it seems like we're finally getting more and more, you know, casting announcements. We talked about Bill and his partner being casted last week alongside the voice actor for Tommy in a new role, and this week we finally got the casting information for Tess, a fan favorite character, right? So Anna Torv is going to be cast as Tess, so she's from The Fringe in Mindhunter, it looks like, and yeah, she just got cast this week. It looks like they're probably just getting ready to film her scenes. I mean, Charlie mentioned this last week. Usually when the stuff breaks, it's usually because they're getting on set, right? And they don't want this being leaked by people that are on looking or, you know, just part of the crew themselves, right? So very excited that this is continuing to move on. Once again, this is going to be a 10-episode run that launches in 2022. So very exciting stuff there. Charlie, do you have any thoughts? Do you know Anna Torv at all or anything like that? Uh, I used to watch The Fringe, so I used to really like that show. Uh, I, I can't think off the top of my head who she was. I did see a picture of her and I did recognize her, but it's been a long time since I watched that show. Uh, but I remember liking a lot of the cast in that, so I imagine she's pretty good. Um, like, obviously, I said, it makes sense we're getting a lot of these castings because they are on set. I did see on Twitter the other day that they had basically set up the set for... Uh, 
downtown, like when they basically crash the car or whatever when they're trying to escape, and you're I obviously that, yeah. carrying Sarah. So because there was basically when they set up sets like that, because it's on an actual street, they can't close it off until they're filming scenes. So this woman just drove over there and like was just walking down the street filming stuff. So it seems like this week and they're going to be filming most of that kind of opening leading into obviously the time jump when he'll meet Tess, which makes sense why they're doing this casting because they're probably getting ready to film that straight after. Um, so yeah, I'm, as I we've both kind of talked about, like overall the show sounding really promising. I'm just interested in seeing footage of it. But it's probably going to be a while before we see any of that. But yeah, overall, it's shaping up to be a really strong show on its own, let alone like a Last of Us thing. So yeah, I'm excited. Is there any character that we're kind of missing now in terms of casting information? Only one I could think I of is David. maybe like David, right? Yeah. yeah. And I imagine that will happen quite late. Um, yeah. Like, I, I imagine he'll he'll come quite late down the line. They I, could I just wait until like winter to film that as well. And the thing is, when it comes to stuff like that, is because you're probably not going to see that, like, actually being filmed in person. The thing is with a lot of, like, Tess and Joel and stuff is they'll be filming a lot of shots, you know, in public where people can see that. But a lot of David's stuff, I would imagine, is going to happen in a building um, rather than outside. I guess maybe, like, the hunting scenes and stuff like that um, could be, but that's probably going to be out in the open where no one's really going to be, so... Who knows? But that will probably happen way down the line. But there's no one really I can think of, like major. Sam, roles. maybe. Yeah, maybe Sam. Uh, but again, like that's still a wait yeah. into like the original game. So I don't know how long they'll wait before they announce those people. But I'm sure we'll still get announcements. Like obviously they were announcing like smaller like people and roles for just random people. Obviously they announced the the voice actor of Tommy to be playing just some random guy that's part of like the militia or whatever right so um i imagine we'll still get casting as it happens but i imagine this is also like the last major one for a few weeks at least yeah kind of got like the opening set of characters which is cool mm. yeah like you i'm looking forward to seeing this event in 2022 uh yeah just it's looking like it's gonna be great Anyways, Ubisoft announced a new game this week. Um, surprising, they like tweeted out a day before this announcement. They actually uploaded like a clip with IGN or like tune in next, you know, tomorrow for um, a sneak peek, uh, you know, our next game um, in the Tom Clancy series. And it turns out it's called X Defiant. It's pretty much a six v six shooter that's going to be free to play. Um, kind of looks like older Call of Duty games. Like it kind of looks like Call of Duty Modern Warfare a bit. Um, yeah, there's a good kind of. I'd say what like digital showcase that they had it was like, probably like ten minutes long with like the developers and it looks decent. There's gonna be a play test that's starting up here in early August for people in North America and then they said they're gonna be doing many of them. Yeah, it just looks like a really cool shooter. It does look it does come across a bit generic. Um, yeah, it does look a. It's like one of those games where it doesn't look like it has too much of a personality, but it still looks like it has more of a personality than what was that other game that they had hyperscape. That was their attempt at like a battle Royale. So yeah, Charlie, what'd you think about X defiance so far and what you've seen? I to be fair, I think it looks interesting when it comes to a lot of like Ubisoft stuff and especially like Tom Clancy, I usually don't just toss it aside straight away. Um, I like to at least give them a shot. I, when it comes to like Tom Clancy and stuff, I think people need to realize that the name doesn't really mean anything anymore. Um, it's like Ubisoft just chuck it on anything because it sells copies still. You know, there's a lot of people that see the name and they go, oh, 
I know him, he used to write books, uh, and they're like, cool, it's all going to be soldiers and stuff. Um, and he just makes it easier for them to just package everything with that name on it. Um, and it obviously just means they can use those IPs and things. But overall, like, the game, like gameplay, gunplay looked pretty solid. Like, it didn't look bad. It doesn't look amazing. Um, but it just looks like it could be a fun time for a few weeks or whatever with some mates uh, just to try it out. And, hey, maybe it'll be really interesting. But what the devs were saying is all stuff you want to hear. You know, shooting and gunplay is their key thing. You know, that's that's what they want the game to feel great. And then work from there with the abilities and stuff. Like, I think it's, I can't think what the guy's name is, but, like, the main lead producer on the game, he was the lead producer on, like, Modern Warfare 2 and 3, and Ghosts, I believe, so he's had a lot of experience, obviously, working with Infinity Ward and Call of Duty in the past, so that's pretty promising that he's on the project, uh, but overall, it looked pretty interesting. It's a shame I won't be able to play it in those first tests, just because, obviously, it's US and Canada, so they probably won't send me an invite, um, but as soon as it opens up in the uk and stuff i'll definitely be giving it a go yeah for sure yeah it looks uh it definitely reminded me of Modern Warfare three at least based on the gameplay there and yeah ultimately with, with these games right you need to play it to understand it um i will say like the developers talked about how they just wanted to give it to the player's hands right so like you can make all the decisions that you want but at the end of the day you got to have people play it and give you feedback so it's good that they're kind of building this with you know the fan base and it seems like they're pretty humble um and understand what it takes so yeah hopefully um it's fun to play i'll hopefully get in and be able to talk about it maybe two podcasts from now and yeah i just i'm craving for anything multiple related at the moment so this is definitely on my radar and i'm not throwing it away just yet it does look like it has some promise but yeah we'll see Anyways, a small news story that broke out this morning is has to do with Xbox and Microsoft. So essentially, Microsoft put up their game development kit available on GitHub for anyone to use. So normally there's like a whole process that you have to go through in order to get like kind of verified, and, you know, given access to these tools, right? So the fact that they put on GitHub and pretty much open for everyone is pretty huge. Essentially, it just allows developers to more easily, you know, develop for the Xbox platform. I imagine that's why they made this move, right? They want to get as many developers as they can on their, you know, their ecosystem, right? So pretty cool, small new story there. And if you happen to be a game developer that's watching the podcast, you know, worth noting. So yeah, cool little story there. And yeah, we'll move on. Sadly, a new story that broke out this week that was pretty horrifying has to do with Activision. Essentially, California is suing Activision based on a bunch of mistreatments that they've done to female co-workers and other minorities among their company. Yeah, there's a lot of tweets full of like a different like excerpts of, you know, situations that have happened. Um, so we'll link it in the description. Just a lot of horrifying stuff that's in there that's, you know, racist, that is completely sexist. Um, yeah, ultimately, the main takeaway here is that there needs to be a bigger um, kind of consequences for this, and there needs to be better systems in place for the people that they're hiring. Do, you know, we always get these stories, like I think Ubisoft has happened like a few months ago, and it's just, it's kind of crazy that this all happens. Um, Charlie and I were talking about this a bit before, it's probably like a big thing in general corporate that we just don't see behind the scenes, but just even with like the big companies in the gaming industry, it's really terrifying and horrifying the thing that happens behind the scenes. Um, yeah, ultimately, I just want you to go read this and inform yourself, right? Um, yeah, it's hard to buy products from these companies going forward when you know these stories. So it's definitely really worth reading and kind of gives you a perspective on everything, especially when, you know, 
gamers love to tear like rip into games on a daily basis and make it seem like it's such an easy industry to work in when in reality it's quite the opposite so charlie i know you read a few of them as well so if you wanted to give your thoughts on it and ultimately what you thought about this here's yeah your i mean i mean it's horrible like the stuff to read it's just not like it sucks it really does uh, and it's it's really disheartening to hear the the stuff that's going on you know and, and i think the biggest takeaway is like people really need to be held accountable that just there isn't enough of that and it's not just in the games industry you know it's it's in everything um and it, it's really bad i mean the, the only thing we can really do is you know you show support for people you call people out on bullshit and you know realize that basically make the companies realize that what they're doing is you know super scummy and they need to actually hold people accountable for the horrible things they're doing to their co-workers and employees like it's horrible some of the things especially in this one i, I mean you, some of the ubisoft stuff was really bad but some of the stuff in here is just dude like, some of the stuff in here unbelievable is like it's yeah. insane and as as well like i know activision have tried to come out and say that some of it's just false and it's like it very clearly is not like you have a big case against you with many people coming forward and clearly stating this is fact with outright names given in some of the documents so um clearly there's been a lot of research done into it by the state to actually you know get activision basically just get them you know um so yeah i i think it sucks but i'm glad this stuff comes out because it does you know make people more aware of the industry and you know how shitty these companies can be to their staff and just yeah hopefully we hear something come of this soon who knows it's tough to say with this kind of stuff but yeah yeah just keep the energy going forward like i know there's a lot of people that aren't planning on picking up call of duty because of this horrifying shit and honestly like yeah, I don't blame you. Um, you don't want to support these kind of companies. Uh, I definitely think there needs to be a bigger accountability system inside, especially with, like the higher ups, right? A lot of this is the manipulation that people in power, um, like, you know, other guys giving other, you know, lower division guys that are less qualified, you know, opportunities that other, you know, women that are, you know, more qualified are getting passed up on it or possibly in minorities as well. So, yeah, just truly awful shit. There needs to be bigger accountabilities for executives. And ultimately what we can do is, I guess you know, inform yourselves, right? That's the biggest thing, you know, first and foremost, as well as spread the message to other people. And then, yeah, try to make your voices heard. Obviously, with this lawsuit, California is really big. If they can win this, hopefully that will cause a change. I know Jason Schreier is also planning on coming up with a piece as well. Uh, so, yeah, very shitty story. Nothing you want to read. And ultimately, like Charlie said, it's another reminder of how shitty these companies can be to their staff and the reality of the world. So, yeah, sad story there, but we definitely had to cover that um yeah just heartbreaking shit anyways uh, i guess to go to the polar opposite <laughs> ratchet and clank <laughs> is having a collaboration with fall guys so this was leaked for i want to say it's been over a month now um since of like the start of maybe even like the last season there was ratchet and, and clank were like data mined out of the files um essentially it was officially confirmed this week and they had like a whole blog post kind of detailing the whole process and it's actually the first time that fall guys is having like a limited time event with these where you're going to actually earn these cosmetics through challenges and not just crowns um so yeah i'll probably link it as well of course in the description below um pretty cool stuff they're starting out with the ratchet limited time event which is starting on july 
26 and that ends on August 1st and then after that there's about a five-day hiatus before they pick it up at the clank limited time event that goes from August 6th to August 15th a lot of cool rewards like emotes um you know obviously the outfits themselves and then I think there's like even some cool like banners as well so pretty cool stuff I think this is like the biggest collaboration they've done um, at least from what I know of, and I'll probably pick up the game to do this because I think I mentioned I wanted like Ratchet and Clank, like as like one of the first, you know, kind of like collaborations way back when they did like Alex for the first time. So really cool stuff to see. Charlie, are you planning on going back into Fall Guys for this? Yeah, I actually wanted to try out the new season to be honest when it came out, but I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I did get to play it during one of the tests a few weeks back, but I only played for like half an hour or something. Uh, just because I was quite busy whatever day they did the test. Uh, but the new season seems pretty cool, and the new content is pretty interesting, and the way they're doing these collabs now is pretty cool to actually get you to play the game a bit more than you would just trying to get wins, you know? So I'm definitely going to hop back in to try and get these skins. Uh, we'll see if I actually play it that much, but I definitely want to give it another go because I do enjoy Fall Guys on the other occasion. Yeah, I saw Labs um, stream it like yesterday and it seemed pretty cool. It's like a jungle theme. Um, yeah, I definitely want to go back and do it. I didn't realize I had like 50 hours in this game apparently somehow. It's like one of my most yeah, played games like on Steam. Yeah, I've got like 70 on Steam. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I was like, I didn't feel like I played this game for a while, but apparently I did. So yeah, definitely want to go back and do it and give it another shot. It's really fun to play with friends. Uh, and yeah. Anyways, we're going to talk about Skullbones. So this has gone through probably like one of the... I'd say, like, hilarious, but also just kind of, like, if you look at the numbers, it's kind of, like, terrifying, like, lacks of, you know, I guess real progression in this game, right? So, uh, Nibelian tweeted this out, um, so I believe the source was uh, news outlets, um, forgetting which one, but apparently the main kind of bullet points here is that even after eight years of development, <laughs> Skull and Bones just went into alpha just recently. Um, the budget so far has been over $120 million, obviously, given the amount of years it's been worked on, right? Um, and then it seems like every year they're like starting from scratch or they're trying to change some aspect of the game and completely rebooting it. And most likely Ubisoft would have just scrapped it, but they made a deal with Singapore that they would end up completing this game. So a real shit show. Um, if you don't mention, if you don't uh, remember, I made a prediction back, like I think for this E3 and I was like, Skull and Bones is still going to be missing in action. And yet again, yeah, it obviously was. Uh, seems like it's a real, you know, it's probably a case with like leads not having any idea of what they want the skin to be right like they don't have a clear vision for it or at least they had a vision for it and it just wasn't a good one that didn't end up working out in the prototyping phase so it seems like it keeps going back to the drawing board and nothing seems to be coming out of it really well uh honestly i have no idea the kind of shape and form this will eventually take and when we'll see this game again uh it's a real ugly story of game development uh yeah it's crazy i hope we get to see it eventually and hopefully it ends up coming out good uh yeah what do you think about the story charlie yeah i mean like they said in the the article it's changed so many times i think they said like it initially started as an expansion for black flag that was called like black flag infinite um and would you know expand on the boat combat and stuff which is what we kind of saw originally you know when it first changed the name to skull and bones it was just that boat combat and stuff and then it came back and it was more like an mmo with different maps and you would go off and do missions um and yeah I, I don't know like i'm interested in seeing how it turns out but it's never a good time when this much money and time has been sunk into a project like you just have so many different clashing visions and so many stuff that probably don't want to work on it you know they want to do something else uh but because they're locked into this deal with china i i guess it's china right because it's singapore so yeah um, singapore 
they're locked into releasing the game because like i said it, it at this point if it was any other studio this would have been cancelled multiple times like there's no way this project would still be in development um and i can't see ubisoft ever making enough money you know to actually cover the cost of this game like it seems like they've spent way too much on it for what it's going to end up being especially now that you have games like sea of thieves and things on the market there's just so many other pirate games and things that people can play that are pretty popular so why would they play something like this um and i think that's going to be their biggest problem whenever they do eventually re-reveal it but you know i i hope it eventually ends up being interesting i really liked black flag and the ship combat and stuff but if it was for me i would have always wanted it so you could actually you know get off the ship and do other things but i don't think that was ever really the plan for skull and bone so we'll see i'm interested to see where it goes but it sucks that it's in the position it is right now yeah i'd like a third person like sea of thieves like game that'd be pretty cool mm -hmm. um like like a mix of black flag and uh sea of thieves would be pretty cool but yeah who knows what this will end up turning out to be and the source was kotaku um so yeah definitely an interesting story there and hopefully it eventually gets off the ground and you know we can actually play it so only time will tell yeah just crazy story man crazy anyways our last story is kind of a funny one there's always like i swear there's like a, f a few games that are like this in nintendo um so yeah metroid prime trilogy according to jeff grubb has been done for quite some time now and that nintendo's just holding it i remember hearing this a few years ago I think it was like rumored around the time that Bayonetta 2 and 1 had like that duo pack, right, when Bayonetta 3 was announced. So, uh, yeah, it seems like they're just holding on to it. My guess has always been that they're just holding on for it, you know, closer towards Metroid Prime 4's launch. Obviously, you don't want to come out with like a collection like really early before, like four or five years before, you know, the new installment, right? It'd be smarter to do it maybe like a year or two before to get people into that series. Um, nonetheless, I think they've waited way too long now. <laughs> We're getting Metroid Dread later this year, so it would have to be probably in 2022 at this point, probably like in summertime or something like that, sometime after Metroid Dread. Uh, but yeah, according to Jeff Grubb, they're just holding on to it. There was a uh, mention in that article that like even someone that worked at Retro, he even doubts that it's coming to Nintendo Switch at this point um, due to the motion controls. But obviously, as we've seen with Skyward Sword, that can be you know worked around if they put in the time and effort. So crazy story i can't imagine that we never get metro prom trilogy it's such a no-brainer but nintendo again is a wild card we don't even have like a half the zelda games that we want on the switch and it's zelda's 35th anniversary so they make the weirdest decisions ever and you can't really use logic when you're talking about nintendo at all they won't even and they won't even make decisions related to money really like there's just such a wild card over there um i hope this happens i think it's like a 60 percent chance we eventually get to see this uh, but yeah, according to Jeff Grubb, it's completed and they're just holding on to it. So what do you think about this, Charlie? Do you think we'll ever get Metro Prime Trilogy? <laughs> yeah, I, th I think, like you said, it makes sense that just holding on to it. Like, what's the point in releasing it now if Prime 4 isn't going to happen for another two or three years? Like, people will end up, you know, it'll still sell and it'll do well. But if you hold it until you start that marketing cycle for Prime 4 and then when you announce Prime 4, you're like, hey, it's out this fall. Uh, but you know it's January right now we're gonna have Prime Trilogy coming out next month it gives you plenty of time to play the first three before four comes out it's gonna be full price like it's a no-brainer to do it like that it just makes more sense you get you then make a lot more money that way in a short amount of time um, so like I imagine this was done ready for you know when Prime 4 probably got announced you know they were probably already done with it just waiting for nearer the launch of that original game and it's been delayed so many times at this point because of changing devs and stuff that you know it's just been sat in the oven just waiting 
Um, I imagine it's a similar situation with the other Zelda ports. Like, we know that Twilight Princess and Wind Waker are meant to be coming to Switch. That's been known for a while. And they're just kind of holding off because it's Nintendo and they want you to splash as much cash as possible. So, obviously, they sold Skyward Sword for full price and then they'll probably sell the other two at full price as well, knowing Nintendo. So, yeah, it, it just seems like they're trying to find the perfect time to release these things just so they can maximize profits whilst they don't have any, you know, new games coming out. Remember that headline that was, like, uh, from Miyamoto? I think he said, like, Pikmin 4 is, like, nearly done. And that was, like, from 2014, like, seven years ago. Well, that was, ago. like, he. I think he ended up being on about that 3DS game, right? Like, that I don't think one. so. I think he was like, talking about, like, Pikmin a mainline. or whatever. I think he was talking about, like, a mainline Pikmin game. Okay. According to that interview. Which is crazy. Uh, just wild stuff and yeah i'm uh, um yeah like I, we have to have metro prime trilogy like it's such a needed port before we get you know eventually a metro prime 4 right yeah um so it's only time right but then you, you say that but like metroid dread is meant to like end the saga of like yeah, the original metroid new. 2 uh fusion and yet and we, yeah, don't we don't have, have access games. to fusion like you can that's play... what i'm saying you can play Super Metroid. I think you might be able to play the original as well, maybe, on, obviously... Uh, the NES thing. On the NES thing on Switch, but there's no way of playing Fusion, and Nintendo don't have a way to play, like, Game Boy games legally, so, like, they're basically telling you to emulate their games. Like, the amount they've been tweeting about how this is the end of that saga, and they keep tweeting about, like, Metroid Fusion and stuff, and yet they don't have a way for people to go out and buy it, like... How That's is what I'm that saying. not a it thing makes no sense. There's such a wild card in that, like, they don't listen to money. Yeah, like, it's really That's why weird. I'm saying there's, like, still a chance that we never get to see this Metro Prime trilogy because it's Nintendo, but who knows? I'm leaning towards we'll see it. Um, I imagine, what, they started development, like, what, a little over two years ago? Two and a half years ago? So I can't imagine. They probably start, like, another two years ago. They're going to do something really weird again. They're going to be like, hey, it's the Metroid anniversary. We're doing Metroid Prime 3D All-Stars. And then, it, and then it'll be like, but it's only available till March, and then you can't buy it. It'll be something oh, really yeah. dumb, you know. Probably, no one them. But, yep, yeah, that was our last news story for this week. Uh, you know, a decent news week. Uh, we'll have Justin again next week, so look forward to that. We're going to have to catch up with him for quite a bit. Uh, he can just run the whole podcast. We'll just stay quiet, and he can tell us about what he's been exactly. doing. Exactly. That will be the whole entire episode next week. But yeah, just as a reminder again, of course, you know, we're out on Spotify. So if you want to go listen over there, you can. Um, definitely really cool stuff over there. And then, yeah, with that being said, if you have any questions, topics, suggestions, feedback, let us know, of course, in the description or in the comment section of this video. Or, of course, you can click the link to make our way to our Discord server. But yeah, with that being said, thanks for joining me again this week, Charlie. And then, yeah, we'll see you next week for episode 36. Take care. See you later.